0: Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler
1: Chronicles.
2: Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle, buckle up because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles.
3: Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, Perfection in Hooks, Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme, and Bite On Fishing, where your next catch is only a cast away. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. My name is Sergio. Let me introduce almost like a full house. Today, I've got none other than Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. I've got... Uh, let me see. Let me go. Let me go to the. Um, I don't know if I should do this or not, but I think I, I have no choice. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna give them a little bit of love here. Without further ado, Mr. Andrew Mack, our resident earthworm, crawling from the deep, from Max Fish Reports. Andrew Mac. Good morning, Andrew.
4: Good morning,
3: Sergio. Good morning, everybody. There you go. I like it. I like it. I like it. you see that. All right. Then I'm right. going to go to our next host. Okay. And um, when you hear this, you'll know who it means. Okay. The Encyclopedia of Fishing. Mr. Steve Carbson, director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning,
5: Sergio. Good morning, guys.
3: And um, I was saving this one, Ron, because we, we have a, a very unique situation here. And um, he, he likes a song here, too. So I told him this would be his, his song here. Without further ado, Mia is here. None other than Mr. Tony Williams. From Bite On Fishing, in a blaze of glory, he's in here. So good morning, Tony.
1: Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Yeah,
3: it's nice to have that. I love that song. Yeah. You it's see, a, I remember. I remember. It's he's nice. like a ghost. Huh? He's he, like a white bass. Yeah. Like a white sea bass. I like that. Okay, a Bolivian white sea bass. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. So um, let's get this show. There are a lot of stuff uh, happened this week. We got back from our day and a half um, on the Ocean Odyssey. We've got to talk about Steve. Had a beautiful trip, an eight day himself. Um, uh, we've got. Uh, we'll talk about the Bill Shed Award Ceremony as well, Steve. That that was legendary. Um, we have a huge shoe giveaway today in Anaheim for Fishers and Men. It's happening today, folks. We could always use more volunteers. Uh, you know what the hours are, Ron? I Bye. do. They, they
6: want everybody set up and stuff is at 815, uh-huh. and it's at um, 1926 West Ball Road. In Anaheim, California.
3: It's a church, right? It's a church. You don't know, have another name? Actually, it's a school, I think. And oh, it's part of the... You don't know the name of the school, I think. Do you? Uh... That'd be easier than the address. You can put it in their their maps and, and get there. We'll, get them, we'll try to get that information for you. But it a... is today, folks. Uh, we could always use more help. And this is a shoe giveaway in our own backyard, Anaheim. Okay, so um, it takes about two or three hours And we get all the needy kids in our own communities. Uh, We give them some shoes and some other giveaways. And it's just a great thing. So I want to thank Fishers of Men for allowing us to sponsor them. And um, just an honor to to give back, you know. So, all right. Well, listen, let's get into it. It's been a very, very fishy week. And uh, I'm going to go straight to the earthworm here. Uh, Give me a, a quick rundown of what's going on in the freshwater world.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, freshwater has been going crazy everywhere. You got catfish and you got trout uh, pretty much all over the state. Uh, Right now for catfish, we'll start off at Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, Santa Ana River Lakes had a double stocking this week. Uh, One one truckload was full of fish um, with the small ones being six pounds. Uh, Between six and ten pounds, the entire truckload. Second truck came in same day. Uh, they had all the catchable size from like the one and a half to three pounders. There's a lot of fish going in. Still a lot of big ones. Double digits are being caught every week um, from there, from uh, from all three. Uh, actually, I would say both lakes, uh, the big lake and the Catfish Lake, uh, for the big, big stuff. And then of course, you know, you got Chris's Pond. Uh, that the bite just been phenomenal. Um, a lot of these anglers, uh, they're using the uh, the Mac bites. Um, starting pretty close to shore, I, I would say uh, uh, if you're fishing on a Friday morning, uh, they're going to be probably thrown out about 10, 15 feet because these catfish are staying, you know, fairly close to shore. Um, and then you know, as the week goes on, you know, go deeper and deeper. And then I mean, but there's so many fish in this lake. It's I mean, if you're on a boat, I mean, you'll be able to get them, you know, all throughout a, all throughout the week. Um, now from there, uh, you have the county uh, uh, the San Bernardino County uh, Catfish Derby started August 1st. Um, so they had a double stocking uh, for the three lakes that are in that derby, uh, which is Superman Velocity, Glen Helen, and Mojave Narrows. Uh, so the double stocking, uh, it's over 1,000 pounds each lake. Um, and from the looks of it, there's been a lot of catfish caught from there too. And how that derby works is basically what they do is they do the top three, um, the top three heaviest catfish uh, uh, for the month, or each lake, and then they have a one overall biggest uh, combined from one of those lakes. And I believe the first place prize is around a thousand bucks, so it's uh, pretty good stuff there. Now, if you're looking for trout uh, in Southern California, if you're looking for trout, uh, the Santa Ana River off Highway 38, um, that they just had a, a state stock from there. Also, Lake Gregory uh, had a state stock, and Big Bear. So those are a couple of the local areas if you're in the riverside county area uh lake Fulmore and lake Hemet uh both have state stops and then of course if you're where i'm at up here in the sierras uh there's a lot of lot of places stocking up with the drought and there's there's a lot of opportunities for that um, right now uh, we're actually at grant lake uh, which we're going to fish here in about an hour and a half I'm gonna go to a boat and do a little half day here mm-hmm. um uh, we did some creek fishing over on Rush Creek. Uh, we headed over to Lake Mary.
3: Have you, um, I, I, got did you catch any fish? Oh, definitely. That's All right, so the, uh, so so what you were doing yesterday? What what kind of a setup did you have for yesterday?
0: So for the creek, um, I had a. I started out with a yellow white one uh, sixteenth hook of bait, and then I um, and then after I lost that one, uh, I used a a, a brown chub, uh, same thing as of bait. Now, the creek. what I do is I is once I get, you know, find an access or, or somewhere to get in the water, because um, there's a lot of heavy brush, especially around like Rush Creek, once I get in the water, I try to keep really close to the shoreline and just keep working my way uh, downwards, and then I'll find the pools, like, and I'll make a really long cast past the, the end of the pool, and I'll bring that through. Now, remember... If you're looking for the big fish in a creek, the big fish are always going to be in the front of, of the pool. Bit. So always your first cast, throw it right to the front of the pool and bring that one through because usually the biggest fish of the pool is going to be there, and that's going to be the most aggressive one because, you know, there's a reason why he's the biggest because that one's going to eat first. And then from there, make a couple casts behind it, and then you'll pull these trout that are, you know, sitting under the logs or anything like that um, and then just, you'll work your way down, you know, try not to spook them. Think about the creek. You got to be really sneaky, um, you know, in these areas, cause they do spook pretty easy. Now in Lake Mary, um, you know, we all went over there and same thing. Uh, um, I know that, uh, um, a couple guys on float tubes, uh, they actually have fish finders, um, on their float tubes and they're seeing a lot of activity, um, from the, uh, the 15 to the 18 foot range, um. And uh, so what they're doing is they're actually using a slip bobber. And what that is, basically, you, you know, wherever they're marking the fish, they're taking out 18 to 20 feet of line, and they're putting a, uh, like a little cinch knot with like a little piece of yarn pretty much. And your slip bobber is, is a bobber with kind of like a long saw on it, I guess. So when you cast you know, it out, as your bait, you know, going down, 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 floating, once it hits that little slip of yarn, you know that it's 18 feet. Um, of line there, and then I think they're uh, they're either uh, throwing night crawlers or you know some sort of bait, maybe some power bait on like a Carolina rig or something. But they're right in the zone, pretty much where they're seeing those fish, and they're getting them that way. Um, for us, we were on shore, so I set up you know Erica's rod and, and a couple other people's rods here, and I put um uh, a pink pink and white mouse tail um, on maybe about a foot and a half to two foot leader, you know, dip in the bite on, cast it out. And I would say we were catching every five minutes, sometimes even faster than that. Um, you know, we had multiple trout. I mean, they are the stock ones, so they were a little bit smaller. Uh, but, you know, everyone's having fun catching a lot of fish up here. Um, uh, I did and, hear about-
3: Yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt I you. Go ahead.
0: Out of, a, out of Mary Lake. The um, same thing, they were fishing from shore, uh, soaking in inflated night um, You know, and That's how they caught that one. But... There, I mean, there, there's many options
3: up there if you're fishing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and you know what's kind of cool is um, so much is going on right now. Um, you know, we're at the beginning of August, and you've got the ocean providing. You've got freshwater providing. And um, it's just a great great time to be a, an angler, you know. Um, so get out. I'm glad that you're up there in the Sierras. We're going to be heading down to uh, Morro Bay. We're going to be on the Black Pearl Tomorrow we're going to film an episode. Um, looking forward to uh, to go getting up there. I guess there's a place called Jurassic Park, and you know it, this is a crazy thing. I was looking. I don't remember fishing Morro Bay. I don't think I ever went further than Oxnard for uh, rockfish. Other than that, I just went to Canada or I went up to um, Alaska. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's see our friend Hollywood, and we're going to get on the boat with Lisa on the uh, Black Pearl. And uh, we're probably gonna head out today, <coughs> spend the night there and then tomorrow morning, bright and early, get on. I think it's like a reverse day and a half or something like that, right, Ron? Yes. And um, so we'll leave that and then come back on Monday night. So that'll be a lot of fun. And, but there's fish everywhere, everywhere. And one of the places that I wanna know, because and I'm a earthworm, guess who's here? Mia. Mia's here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, I want to get the direct report from him um, based on the fact that he's li- he lives in Lake Elsinore. So give us a report on Lake Elsinore because I know because I've seen the pictures. Jonathan's been posting <laughs> some pictures and Bob McGee has been posting some pictures. The catfish are in full swing. Now what we're going to do is we're going to take a short commercial. When we come back, we'll get a, a report from uh, Mia. Oh, Tony, I just can't believe I'm looking at you. All right, you're in studio. All right, folks, well, we're going to take a short break, come back. We'll get the Lake Elson report. And we're going to jump in because there's been the A-word finally showed up, and we're finally going to talk a little bit about it, not too much. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLA, Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back.
0: Rises, spills into the Gulf of Mexico, the skyline colored by chemical plants to put bread on. Table of the working man, where the working man does his best to provide safety and shelter for kids and a wife, giving a little love of a soul every day,
2: making all old... Angels Radio,
0: AMA 30.
2: Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at DanaWharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter.
3: Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 L A A, And like I like to do is ask Andrew, who was that singing? That was definitely Cher. That was Cher, Uh uh-huh. And the name of the song? Uh, The name of the song was... Get Out and Fish. Get Out and Fish by Sherry. Wow, he you heard that. that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I know that what this band would love to do, it's called Smash Mouth, and they'd love to do it to you for that, and it's called the, Then the Morning Comes. I love it. <laughs> Smash Mouth. All right. All right. No worries. <laughs> I just had to do that to you. That's All funny. right. So we promised that we were going to talk about Lake Elsinore because um, we just love it. You live there. Yeah, so Tony, give us a quick report on the fishing
1: and some of the activities going sure, on. Sure, yeah, I mean Lake Elsinore is happening right now today. Specifically, we have a big concert. Uh, it's the Hometown Country Music Fest. This is going to be an event that they're having at the Storm Stadium. It starts at two o'clock today and it goes till ten. I know an eight-hour night.
3: Yeah, it's. A, I love this. What they call it, the Hometown Country Music Fest. So. Um, so I actually wear a hat, my ten-gallon hat, and some chaps. And some Ron, chaps. Ron, what do you think? And I'll tell you, I have cowboy <laughs> boots. I actually have cowboy boots, and I don't know if I'm politically correct it's anymore. It's the chaps but that have me in. It's a combination of snake skin, mm-hmm. crocodile skin, and and leather. Oh, it's a, they're unbelie- all black, obviously. Right. Those boots cost me a fortune. Are back you gonna in ride the, the
1: bull tonight? Huh? You're gonna be riding the bull?
3: No, I don't do mechanical bulls. I do the real stuff.
1: Oh no, they got the real thing going. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You know, you know my previous <laughs> life, I was a rodeo star. They, they, they kicked me out because uh, they could, uh, they couldn't buck me off. the uh, The bulls couldn't be bucking me off, so I couldn't fall. So, uh, it was fifteen, twenty, thirty seconds is no problem. But anyway, now that we got that out of the way, yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, Lake Elsinore Hometown Country Music Fest today from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. And it's at the Lake Elsinore Diamond Stadium, which is a great facility, by the way.
1: All right. Yeah, and they're actually adding, if you haven't been there in a while, we went to a game recently, and the uh, not only is it cool to hear uh, Mayor Tom Sh- Sheridan, he's mm-hmm. uh, he, he does the announcement, but to be able to go to the games and uh, you know just enjoy Lake Elsinore, everything it has to do, it's really happening. We have events going on every weekend. And, and through the week, um, you know, there's ribbon cuttings for uh, new restaurants and new places that open. And so, it's kind of a, a, a neat, you know, small town, but big town vibe feel. Um, and then, you know, of course, along with everything else, I've been I've been doing a little bit of flow tubing there. And uh, I'm telling you, Lake Elsinore's got some fish. They are active. The catfish, especially when it starts to get a little bit uh, later in the evening. There, uh, the bite's been on, and, and I've been getting reports from everywhere from the inlet and the creek all the way up to launch point. People are fishing around. The bass fishermen have been catching fish, but they're real quiet about it. And then, of course, everything else just turns on. You've got carp, bass, crappie, wiper. The wipers are actually getting to be full size. You know, we, we, we said they'd be about 18 inches, and there's a couple that are, that are starting to show. Uh, that people are posting every once in a while. So, the fishing is off the hook. And then, of course, after a day of just relaxing and kicking back fishing, you can always hit the launch point. Um, the Bobber is now open. They have incredible food. And they have events there on the weekend, too. You know, just little bands and stuff to get everybody together in, in the town. Mm-hmm. But, of course, along with that, they've got the car shows coming well, out Well, I, I think
3: on the 25th First, is it September? I I put it on my calendar. I'm going to try to make it down there with Rhonda's car. Let me see. September 1st, the car show? September 1st. Yeah. Lake Elson, car show. It's in the uh, early evening. I'm going to try to get there on Friday. Now, you know, Saturday's tough because we got to be here early. But I'm going to try to get down there with the Mustang, okay, and uh, show it off. Oh, you're bringing the Mustang? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, it's actually going to go in the service. So if it comes out of service, it'll be perfect. Uh, I do want to do this. As We're talking lakes right now. Uh, Steve Carson posted um, the slip bobber rig. Good job, Steve, on finding that. Um, That's good information. You want to talk about it?
5: Well, I I just kind of illustrated. um, Andrew did a great job of describing it, uh, but a slip bobber it kind of sounds like an octomoron. um, Allows your bait to, to slowly and naturally... Descend to a depth that you determine ahead of time. Uh, typically, people think, well, a bobber's on your line, and you got five feet of line underneath it. That's how deep your bay will be. But if you set that slip bobber uh, stop at any, you know, any number, you can could, you could, you could set it at 50 feet. And, and actually, there are places like Eagle Lake where people do typically set it at anywhere from 25 to, to 30 feet or more. And uh, then you got your bobber ready, and when you get your bite, you know about it. So uh, I just illustrated it so that it makes a little bit more sense in people's mind.
3: Yeah. So I, 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 everybody, if you want to see what they were talking about, just go to Friends of Angler Chronicles on Facebook. We have to. We have the page, and then we have the group. Friends of Angler Chronicles is the group. Angler Chronicles is the page. Well, go to the group, Friends of Angler Chronicles, and you'll see it. And as we go through the through the program. Steve is an expert at getting um, relatable information as what we're talking about. Some of that stuff is even pretty funny. Okay, so, um, but this is great. I saw the two illustrations I thought, wow. Uh, if you guys really wanna know what it looks like, that's the place to go. All right, so let me go back and we'll close it up. A lot of stuff is happening in Lake Elsinore. And if you've got some time today, head up to uh, the stadium, starts at two. What time would you gonna
1: get there, Tony? I'm probably going to wait until about four o'clock. You know, three no, thirty, four o'clock. He probably, he probably, I live has two to... so
3: You probably have reserves. We do, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and you know, what? it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, last week there was a a, a big event, and uh, you know, people get down there early and just relax, and it's just that hometown feeling that you get with, with uh, you know, Lake Elsinore. Of course, we've got. Uh, another big event, which is the Taco Fest coming up on August 19th. It's a combination of you know the best taco places you can imagine. And so they're really doing everything they can to make it a fun, friendly place for people to go out and enjoy the time.
3: It's not that they have to make it. It already is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, I, I, when I go there, it's like going to see my friends. Okay, so,
1: and after uh, that weather, you know, it's been a little bit hot everywhere in the, in the Southern California. I think it's been hottest of records. But, you know, after that sun goes down, it's <laughs> it's some of the best but weather there's you some could cooling ever imagine. Off
3: going on now, yeah, we just had a heat yeah. wave. So, yeah, no, so uh, definitely head over to Lake Elsinore. We do have to do a rain check, Ron, on that day. We were going to go out there and get on the jet skis and stuff. Something came up, could not make it. I was very upset. Uh, but we will put another day together here probably in September, on October, because September I'm really pretty much gone, but mm-hmm. October I think a good time. It cools down a little bit. You can still catch some big fish, and um, Andrew, maybe you can come out with your bow and arrow. Oh, yeah. And oh, I, they'll uh, be spun. And I'll time. come out with my Colt 45, and we'll do it like old school. <laughs> How's that? Just
0: a chance at that point.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, you can be, yeah, you can, you can use a bow and arrow. I'll use a we were talking about getting my chaps on and my ten-gallon uh, hat and my Colt forty-five, and and no, they're not leather chaps. <laughs> 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 no, it's all good. Is, is, is a back to What's that?
0: <laughs> are they? Are they? Oh, uh, um, what's the proper words for them? Are they, the chaps,
3: are they opened in the back? They all, well, if you know what chaps are, chaps are, are they are. They, the whole point of the chaps is that when you're on the horse, it protects your, your clothing, okay? Because mm, right. when you rub against the, the, the horse, there's a lot of it wear and tear. So it really wore down your, your your trousers. So the old cowboys, they put on the chaps, okay, is pretty much a piece of leather, okay, to uh, avoid that, okay, the wear and tear on their jeans. Like and that. snake bites when they got off. Snake bites, oh, yeah. yeah, but it, yeah, but it's only in the front. It's not; they're not full, anything. So, yeah, yeah. And I know what exactly what you have in your mind. This is a family they show. Exactly, I can't talk. I can't talk <laughs> about it, but I know what you're talking about. Angels. Yeah. All right, so it's all good. It's all good. All right, so Lake Elsinore is definitely happening. And um, go see Tony tonight in the Country Music Fest. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good.
1: Yeah, we're going to do another. What did we do at the Mariachi Fest when we were there? Oh. A, uh, line, a line dance?
3: Yes, we did, yeah, so you got Mariachis going on. Uh-huh. In fact, uh, find out when the next one. Last year I had to miss it, but I find out when the next one is, and I want to go back. I mean, that was just amazing. The honor that we were we received from the city was amazing, and get up there in front. So I I couldn't help myself. We had a, a conga line. That's right, a conga line. During a mariachi mm-hmm. fest. You should have seen the the mariachis. They were looking at us smiling, couldn't believe it, that we had a whole conga line going. It was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, All right. Yeah, go I,
0: ahead. I think the, the mariachis were actually enjoying our show.
3: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, because you were there. Absolutely. All right. So um, everything's happening there. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to let... Um, oh, wait a minute. I got some... You forgot a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Well, the Mariachi Fest is this. It's September sixteenth this year.
3: Yeah, but look, uh, August nineteenth we have the Taco Fest. You mentioned that. August twenty sixth, you got the Main Street Eats, and then September first, you have the the Classic Car Show. Then you have Main Street Eats once again on September thirtieth.
1: And you know the main street eats trunk, from the yeah, go ahead. from the food places that they have come out are some it's of so the good. best food you could ever.
3: Then you got trunk or treat.
1: Trunk or treat, that's right, it's Halloween already. Well and, that, and that'll be on October fourteenth.
3: And then um then this day, Day of the Dead. October twenty eighth. That's the big parade that goes down the um, right. That's the parade that goes on Main yep. Street.
1: Yeah, they start. And I believe Santa Anna, everything out.
3: S- Santa Ana. I believe Santa Santa Claus is there too. And one more trunk or treat. Uh, more trunk or treat. Yeah. So that's those are the two. Those are the things happening. You def- I definitely want to give it a shot. Okay. All right. I can hear the music in the background, so I'm just gonna say this. When we come back, Earthworm, I'm finally gonna let you talk a little bit about Albacore, and then I'm gonna pick Steve's brain on the fish. It's been so long, I don't even remember much about him. So I'm gonna let uh, let you guys have at it. All right. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AMA30K LA, the Zangler Chronicles. When we get back, we'll talk about the A-word, Albacore. I was Still remains within the sound of sun. Angels Radio AME30. Ron, these
6: sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio, Inferno USA eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn
9: Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, angelicaseafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to angelicaseafoods.com.
0: Angels Radio.
9: AM 30.
3: Welcome back, everybody. I know I waited a bit because I wanted to hear that, those drums. You know what I'm talking about, Ron. And you know what? I would normally ask Andrew who this was, but it would be sacrilegious to get it wrong. So I'm going to give it straight to Ron. I think Ross, he knows. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah I'm not even going <laughs> to. Do you even know?
6: If he did not know that, um, he would be 20, 20 feet under. All right. Who is it,
3: Andrew? ACDC. ACDC. Name of the song. Then. Um, Thunderstruck. Okay, you got to get it right. All right, but that's pretty close. That's close enough for, for Andrew. That's that's pretty good. You got to keep in mind, he, when he was born, they had already retired. <laughs> so, man, that, that's pretty good. Okay, um, I promised that I was going to let you talk about the Albacore, and then I'm going to let Steve chime in. So, Andrew, I'm finally giving you your platform, so take over. Oh,
0: yeah. So, yes, we are going to say it. The Albacore, they're not solid, as as there are few and far between, meaning that in the past week and a half to two weeks, uh, there have been confirmed four caught. Uh, the the first one to kick it off was the Aztec. Uh, mm-hmm. They caught one. And then the Lexi uh, caught two. They had a double jig strike.
3: That's out of Dana Point. Dana Wharf. Adana, a uh-huh.
0: tribute, uh, the tribute from San Diego, uh, they got one uh, on the boat. And what, what, what they're seeing is these fish, they're mixing in with the yellow fin, they're mixing in with the blue fin. So it's kind of like, you know, one of those rare things that they came down. Um, you know, maybe the schools were up north and they followed them down or, or who knows what's going on. But what's cool is that the Lexi, you know, when the captain called in uh, last week and gave us, a, you know, a, a report there, um, he said he saw multiple schools of these things. You know they're, they're out there, so I mean it it could I mean who knows it could it could turn into like how the Dorado turned into last year where you know few were caught fewer caught and all of a sudden the big school came in and they were everywhere and mm-hmm. then they were gone just as fast as they were there. Yeah. So I mean what I, what I would recommend if you're going on a boat have something to troll bring your own troller bring you know bring a trolling strap set up you know something in the back you know uh, some guys are using spreader bars. You know, even throw, you know, cedar plugs or something that can troll at high speed, you know, when the boat's making the crossing and just sit there and walk it because you never know. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like a needle in a haystack. But, hey, if you get one, I mean, it's, 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 the, pay, the payoff is there. All right. Um, so now
3: now most of these fish have been caught on the troll, correct?
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh Most have been caught on the troll. Um, actually, the Aztec, uh, that was caught um, on a live a live bait. Mm, okay.
3: On that. Yeah. So, Steve, um, let me go back. Based that on the uh, the troll is what I had heard. There's been now, folks. I'm gonna give you this. I mean, we have. Uh, Andrew said four confirmed. What does that mean? We have pictures. <laughs> okay, and we can tell that they're 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 from now. All right. There's been other reports. Everything has been verbal and um, I don't know whether to trust it or not, but four confirmed in our own backyard. So the tribute was... Um, were they over at the Tanner or, or in that area, right? That's where they've uh,
0: Yeah,
3: they Yeah, so think about the going from San Diego towards there. That's probably over the way back. That's where they got it. Um, then you had the... Um, the first one was... At the Aztec. Where did the Aztec get it? I believe the Aztec was... Uh same area, around about Sixty miles offshore, sixty to eighty
0: miles offshore.
3: And the guys from Dana were for about the same thing last week. So keep that in mind. Now I asked, Steve, I was with Steve on Thursday night. We talked about this, and Steve, you said the the majority of the fish are how far off shore?
5: Well, it depends on what you're talking about. First of all, there, there's been no shortage of the AlbaCore uh, in in on the West Coast. And even in far northern California, and I mean I mean, way up, uh, really the, the center of the bite this year has been in Westport, Washington, and Newport, Oregon, not Newport, California. They've been catching a lot of them. And interestingly, they've been catching uh, Dorado, Yellowtail, and mostly smaller grade bluefin tuna mixed in with them. It's been a very good season this year. It's been a very good season for the past 10 years up there. Uh, the migration just changed. And uh, there are also always, uh, every year, albacore well, well, well off our shores. And that means, you know, several hundred miles to to 500 miles. And they're, they're out there every year migrating, doing their thing. And it's not really that surprising that since, you know, the... the uh, The thing that everybody always says, fish have tails, they go where they want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been a tremendous amount of food off of our our southern California coast, which is why our fishing for other species has been so good. You know, whether it be bluefin tuna, yellowfin tuna, yellowtail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've been catching tons of them the last few years. It's really inevitable that that at least some of the albacores say, hey, wait, let's go down there and eat a little bit of that stuff. And um, I, I guess it's surprising that we haven't caught more before this and that uh, we're not catching more now. I would say um, the migration is still going to be what it is, and, and the, uh, the bulk of, the, of the, the numbers of albacore is still going to be at least north of Monterey. Uh, way, way back, uh, you mentioned you were going up to fish in, uh, in Morro Bay, way back, people used to say oh let's go to northern california to to Tomorrow bay Mm -hmm. which if you look on a map it's not northern california it's barely central california that used to be kind of uh the northern range of where we thought albacore were common um and again you blame what you want blame global warming blame blame magnetic pole shift for whatever reason the the albacore migration has shifted north and um there's plenty of them. So the fact that a few kind of switched around, came down here, wanted to, to get in on the uh, the bonanza of beta we have down here, um, not that surprising. But when people, when I hear people saying, "Oh, I wish we had albacore back," you forgot how small they are.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, um,
5: we, uh, we've had this bluefin tuna for a number of years now, mm-hmm. and we've gotten spoiled
3: totally on spoiled.
5: how big the bluefin tuna are mm-hmm. and um you know i mean not that i am been against albacore i like them they're fun but they're not that big and you know um i kind of like the way things have been since 2016 okay so, so let, let me whatever ha- you there- want so but me, i like it
3: so let me along those lines yellowfin bluefin albacore give me the distinction in the fight is there any
5: Oh, there's a huge distinction. Okay, explain
3: explain each one.
5: Of the three, I mean, even given that they're the same size, albacore fight the least. Uh Um, And you can actually, I I don't want to get too technical on people, but you can tell by by looking at the color of the the meat, uh, albacore have white meat, which may be why people like them, Uh Um, but it carries the least amount of oxygen. They have the least amount of endurance in a fight. The darker color of the meat, um, in in the other two species means that they have a lot more endurance. Um, typically, bluefin uh, will run straight out, and um, a lot of times they'll come right to the surface when you hook them and run straight out. And yellowfin, typically, you forgot one other, you forgot big eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, yellowfin will, will kind of fight. Out and down, and big eye just goes straight down.
3: Straight down, that's and, right.
5: And that's that's yeah, the difference. But
3: so. big eye, big eye. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sure we're catching some people. Just don't know how to identify them. They look a little bit different. Um, there, and it's you got you got to get very very technical. And the only way to really know, you got to open up the fish and and what we got to check the liver. Was it the liver? Um,
5: you can you could actually do it from the outside if you once you've practiced a little bit and looked at the guidebooks on how to do it. It's, it's not that, I, again, I don't want to get too deep on it, but the scientific name of big eye tuna is Frennus obesus, a fat tuna. Mm-hmm. And besides the fact that their eyes are bigger, they're also a little fatter built than, than, the, than right. a yellowfin, which is what they most resemble.
3: Right. Uh, it's not just a big eye. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that'd be All right, so there you go. And I agree with you, Steve. Um, I like the idea of the albacore sighting. But yeah, I'm tossed. I, I don't know if I want them back. I'd be, oh, albacore, albacore. Yeah, but are you willing to sacrifice your bluefin, your yellowfin, the Dorado so close, and everything else that comes with the warmer water? For me, I think uh, the warmer waters was pushing these albacore out to sea. They like cooler water, not cold water, cooler water. Okay. And um, I don't know. You want to have a typical. Albacore was 15 to 20 pounds. Those are pretty decent size. You want to trade that in for a 150 to 250 pound bluefin? Nope. Okay, and as much as I don't want to catch those big beasts anymore uh, No, nope. okay, I mean I, we just got off uh, the El Dorado we were catching, you know 20 to 40 pound uh, bluefin a lot more exciting than the old albacore now The only thing that I'll give you on the albacore is how we used to fish them. You had to be able to cast out an anchovy. That's about the weight of a paper clip. Okay, Tony, imagine imagine that. Um, The one thing, because they were smaller, you could probably get away with a spinning outfit. Okay, um, but if you use an anchovy, we use lighter line. I remember using, gosh, I've been as, as... as thin as eight pound test back in the day, wow. uh, not recommended, but you know, but 12 15 was pretty much uh, the norm with an anchovy, and you just flick it out. Sometimes you'd put an eighth of an ounce sliding egg sinker to help you with the cast, but all you had to do is get it out and let the drift do the rest, and you were on. Now, the one promising thing is, and I'm sure we might get some information from, um, from Danny when he calls in. I talked to him last night, and he said that the bait boat came in with straight anchovies. Think about that, um, uh, Steve. We haven't had uh, any volume of anchovy in a very long time, and I saw it creeping into Dana Wharf. Remember when we got some bait over there, Ron, and uh, we were in the Helena, and now it's there in Long Beach, and based on what's happening in Long Beach, the the main staple of our fish is the anchovy. Wouldn't you say, Steve?
5: Well, uh, yeah. When we're in a cold water um, uh, cycle, mm-hmm. which we haven't been in for a number of years, yeah. But what's
3: but what's the anchovy telling you? I think the water.
5: The anch- the anchovy is telling us what we already knew, which was it was going to be
0: really, really, really good fishing for barracuda.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly and bass. And bass. I mean, they're getting, they're getting pretty much almost daily limits of sand bass on the boats. And I realize that the limit's gone down to half of what it used to be. But, I mean, think uh, the local boats. I know all the guys from 22nd Street Landing and from uh, the, uh, the Victory over at uh, Long Beach Port Fishing. There, Phil's going out there, Captain Phil, and I highly recommend that boat. Um, it's going out there, Ron, and just annihilating the bass, the Barracuda. Okay, so yeah, that's happening. All right, in fact, if you see, if you're local fishing and you see some ancho, you pin one of those on faster than the sardine. Okay, you'll get bit a lot faster, a lot better. So yeah, so um, that's the thing with the albacore. It's a great thing to mention them because they've been kind of like a unicorn. But you guys got to really think if you want to do the trade out, okay? Um, I really enjoy catching 40 to 60 pound bluefin tuna on a regular basis. Um, Versus a 15, 20 twenty pound albacore. Now, do they taste better? Or not taste better. I don't know about that. If you're really interested, just go get a can. <laughs>
1: do you think we're gonna see? Do you think they're gonna? You're gonna see them come around, this locally? Well, eventually, wouldn't you say,
3: Carson? Eventually, we might have a good run on the albacore.
5: Well, it's a cycle, and and old timers will recall uh, the mid nineteen eighties when we also had a a drought of albacore. Um there were no albacore anywhere in the northern hemisphere uh there was some some fear that the population some justified fear that the population had been damaged by the high seas monofilament gill nets uh albacore are are usually hard to catch in a net and uh these these monofilament nets were really uh hitting the population hard and and there weren't really albacore anywhere. We were a little worried uh those nets were mostly banned. And uh, the albacore population came back. So, again, there's no shortage of albacore. There's lots and lots and lots of albacore uh, I- I anywhere from the far northern parts of California into Oregon, Washington, and even British Columbia. So um, it's just a matter of time. You know, Mother Nature cycles, we will get them back at some point. Exactly when that is, who knows? And, and I wanted to add to something that you said the last time we had albacore, and, and most of the time that, that, again, that the old-timers out there can remember catching them, spinning reels were not that good, and we didn't even have super line, super braid, uh, or in Sergio's world, gel-spun polyethylene. <laughs> uh, but when, whenever it is, the albacore do make a showing, and we're trying to throw those little tiny pinhead anchovies, the high-performance spinning reels that we have now and these super, super thin gel-spun polyethylene where you can get 20- or 30-pound cast uh, braided line now. That's literally the, di- the diameter of 4- to 8-pound monofilament, what it used to be, and something that we didn't have much in the last time the albacore were here, fluorocarbon. We didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be much, much easier to catch those albacore, whenever it is they do get here, whenever that may be.
3: Very good. But I will I will say this. The last albacore that I saw was caught by our dear friend Alex Lammy on a pen, I believe a 750, maybe an 850, uh, 52 pounds, okay? That was the last albacore I saw, a big one. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a short break here. When we come back, we'll have a lot more talking about salt water because a lot of stuff's happening. Big, huge shout-out, though, to uh, Jeff and Brian at John Wayne Airport, okay? And also to Paul, who's on his way to Catalina on the Bite Me, okay? So, uh, hello, everybody, and obviously to Pam and Danny out in Florida. Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back on Angels Radio, AM eight thirty, KLA. Yeah,
9: and that's why they call me bad company. I can't deny bad, bad company.
0: Angels Radio, AM eight thirty. Angels Radio,
6: AM
9: 830. You need
0: Kool-Aid,
3: baby, I'm not fooling. I'm gonna say it, yeah. Hey, Tony, you need some Kool-Aid? I need some (laughs) Kool-Aid. That's not what it says, folks. Okay, Uh, that is none other than, Tony, you want to tell me? Led Zeppelin. Very good. That's a whole lot of love. That's a whole lot of love. love. See uh, Earthworm why uh, Tony's like the (laughs) chief boss here? So it's good. All right, listen. I know you want to get on the water, um, Andrew, and you have something you wanted to mention. So uh, go ahead and tell us about the quillback. Tell us about the halibut.
0: Yeah, so definitely. So starting August 7th, uh, the quillback rock will no longer be allowed to be kept uh, for the rest of the season. Um, And that's statewide um, in California. Uh, reason for that is uh, um, when when they set these special regulations um, on some of these rockfish, uh, they pretty much have reached their quota on what they want to allow. Um, so make a note of that. So Monday, August 7th, if you happen to catch a quillback uh, rockfish, definitely put them on the ascender, send them back down, and you know let them go.
3: Okay, I I'm going to stop, stop you right yeah. there. Steve Carson, when was the last time you saw a quillback in Uh, California? I
5: was in Alaska.
3: Exactly. Okay, so you're not going to catch a lot of quillbacks, even if you go to deeper. Okay, they're very, very rare, but it is what it is. And I think a lot of it has to do uh, with the reporting. Okay, so what they do is they have they know what all the rockfish species are. And so they go, oh, they only caught this amount, so they must be in shortage. Well, no, they're just not common, okay? So now they took another species away, okay? Um, the same thing with the yellow eye, the all those fish. That I mean, I have no idea how they can put a quota on something that they haven't seen. There's no science, no research. You, you, you go down there with a submarine and actually count them? Okay, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bite on that. But not like this, okay? Because, you know, they say they're they're getting really tight on rockfish, but they miss the fact that we've had tuna, dorado, a lot of the surface action the last, what, nine, ten years? Okay, so we're not targeting that. So the reports from the big boats are not coming in, okay? Sergio,
5: let me add one other thing to exactly your point Um, and kind of ties in together with albacore. It used to be... Uh, traditionally that the albacore didn't bite till maybe on the, 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 the long-range boats started to catch them, maybe Father's Day, the local boats started to catch them very traditionally on the 4th of July. Um, you know, anybody that fished back then remembered. And then by Labor Day, the albacore were mostly kind of petering out, and we might have a, little sh- a, little, a few weeks of yellowfin tuna, you know, kind of what we would call late season, and by the middle of of October, it was over. And in between, both before and after, we were going after rockfish. And now, basically, as soon as the boats are done with maintenance, in the springtime, the bluefin are out there waiting to bite um, as early as late March or in April, and they bite all the way, certainly into November, and a lot of times into December. Mm -hmm. So there's far, far less pressure or, or activity chasing the rockfish so of course fewer of them are being caught
3: and and so fewer are being caught fewer are being reported so they just assume that there's a shortage there isn't all right so that's number one on the quill back totally totally idiotic idiotic and efficient game was to come in and and find me go right ahead all right I'll give the bill to to Ron Ron'll take care of it <laughs> all right so let's go to the, the other subject was halibut. go ahead yep
0: yeah, so the recreational uh, Pacific halibut uh, closed on August 4th. Uh, the reason for that is they hit their quota. So the quota was set at 39,520 net pounds, uh, which uh, they estimated will be reached, uh, well was reached by August 4th. And at 1159, uh, they closed that fishery, uh, um, you know, effective immediately uh, uh-huh. for the rest of the
3: the rest of the season. So. Okay, so the key. <laughs>
4: there's, there's left, so yeah, key.
3: Keyword. Keyword. Give them the keyword. Keyword. Oh, give them the keyword.
5: The keyword is Pacific halibut. Correct. People have been panicking, and uh, it's not quite. They're not diving off buildings, but uh, they're panicking when they see that Pacific halibut um, mm-hmm. might more, not necessarily more correctly be known, but better known as. Alaska halibut mm-hmm. uh, they do catch they do catch them from San Francisco north in California um, the furthest south I've ever heard of a Pacific halibut is a, is Monterey um, uh, they're much bigger um, some people like the way they taste better you know that's a matter of opinion but California halibut is literally 100% of the catch from Point Conception and South they are not being closed. There's not even really a quota on them. Uh, there's no danger of them being
0: closed for yeah. recreation.
5: And it's very,
3: very important to make the distinction because, and, and, and here's, here's how you know, okay? Um, I think the record is just shy of 70 pounds for a California um, halibut. I'm going up to British Columbia in a couple of weeks. 70 pounds is like, a, they call them chickens up there, okay? Those are the little ones, okay? I mean, they get up to... I know of 900 plus pounds caught in nets for the Pacific halibut. So, just guys, when you hear this, uh, just make sure that you understand that for Southern California, it's probably not going to affect you at all. Okay. And, you know, we're going to Morro Bay, Ron. You know, we get into the halibut, we should be okay. Now, could you catch a Pacific halibut down here? Yeah, you probably could. It's a rare thing. But um, I've heard it in the past. But, you know, and they do look different. But, and you'll be able to tell, okay. But chances are you will not. So have a have a good time with uh, California. But it's important to understand, uh, and I'm, I appreciate you, Andrew, giving us this information because some of this stuff makes sense, some of it does not, okay. And um, the halibut—if they put a limit on the on the volume, okay, we reach the limit. That means it was either the volume was too low or the volume was just right, the number, and it was good fishing for them. Okay, so that that's good too, and let's protect that particular species. Okay, so um, all right. I know, Earthworm, you're dying to get on, uh, on the lake, so I'm going to let you go. Okay. Um, is there any last-minute thing that you want to share with us?
0: Um, well, I mean, some of the some of the uh, um, uh, Channel Island boats uh, had a big, big uh, catch of uh, white sea bass. Know, yeah, but uh, I don't want you to go into
3: that because Ron's going to give a, a, a report, so I'm going to let it, let Ron do that. But, um, okay. all right, so, all right, well, listen, uh, have a good day on the lake there, okay, and looking forward to getting a report next week. Okay. All right, sounds good. All, all right. Exciting. Yeah, I'm my- going to... I'm gonna send you off with your song. How's this?
0: <laughs>
3: How's that? That's a that's totem it. pole. There you go. All right, all right. Andrew Mac, Max Fish reports, IGFA and Western Outdoor News. Andrew, go get him, bud. Yeah, do.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. Bye. All right. So that's um, the earthworm there, our resident earthworm. Okay. God, he's up there. I know you. I know you're jealous, Ron. He, he likes. Uh, you never went to the opener this year again that's another year missed oh boy all right and and and, and you're shaking your head too
1: why right? i know because i've missed it this year too ron and i had plans to go but we'll just have to make it concrete next year next yeah. opener run. i'll yeah, drive
3: next to, there you go you guys <laughs> maybe you'll get there ron if he drives all right so let's let's uh let's do a couple of things here um how much time do i have leilani I have one minute, so I can't really get into it, but we will later on. Um, In this next minute, before we come up back and talk to the sheriff, I want to make sure everybody understands that there's a shoe giveaway today with Fishers and Men in Anaheim. Ron, what was the address you had that? I don't know if you got it handy. 1926. That's
6: 1926 West Ball Road. It's in a school. Yeah, it's
3: probably the school.
6: It's, uh, you park in the school.
3: All right. And uh, we could use the volunteers. So today, I think 8.15 is set up and probably 9 o'clock giveaway shoes. All right, everybody, hang on tight. When we come back, we'll talk to the sheriff. He's got a lot of exciting news. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. And I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Santana.
7: I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me.
0: 1 in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love.
2: They just really, genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding.
0: To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how step one find out the amount of money you'll need to retire step two have a plan to get there step three make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108 that's 800-508-6108 all investments involve risk including losses past performance does not guarantee future results Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA,
7: Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire,
3: where Angels Baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air
1: promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA.
2: Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles.
3: Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30K-LAA. And after almost 10 years, actually it is 10 years, um, you hear this song, Tony, since you're the one that's the ghost. What does this song mean to you?
1: This means the number one jigslinger in the world, in the globe, in the universe is here on our show right now.
3: That's right. This would be the sheriff. New phone, Danny. You like that? And I say that because now he's got a better phone than me. Okay. So, um, without further ado, the jigslinger himself. And and. He had a great trip, so I want him to talk about it, Mr. Danny Jackson, the sheriff. Good morning.
4: Hey, good morning, Sergio, and good morning to Steve Carson, Ron Hobbs, Tony, Andrew Mack. boy. You got a you got a full boat in there this morning, Sergio. That's good.
3: Yeah, I may have to throw but one you, overboard.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, we like to see that, you know, and, you know, because we cover it all, Sergio. We cover it all, and and uh, everyone in your studio every week are experts, and so it's. It's really cool. Now, uh, yesterday, I've got to tell you about this. I did some posting on Facebook uh, last night. You know, it's very rare, rare, when I get to fish, even with my son, Corby. You know, we might fish twice a year. But um, making it even more rare, I had two of my grandsons. I've got eight grandchildren. And two of my great-grandsons with me, so we had six on the boat. We took out the AC-1, the center console. Yesterday from Freedom Boat Club. And, uh, yeah, we, went, we started off, you know, of course, going to Nacho's Barge. And as you mentioned, they've got anchovies. We just happened to arrive at the same time their bait boat did uh, with, with Jamie, Jamie Ashley, running the provider. And, uh, they were loaded with, with sardines. I mean, it was, it was something, it was beautiful to see. So, anyway, we had both sardines and the anchovies. Um, we also had some fresh frozen squid that Corby had bought from brought from his uh, uh, persener, of course. But anyway, we, uh, Serge, we just looked around. We were there before anybody else, really, mm-hmm. very early, like quarter to seven, and um, just locally, you know, everybody knows where the sand bass are. They're all over the place, quite honestly. But um, we just we start we slowed down, uh, started metering, metered some fish. Barbie says, uh, bring it right up here and stop the boat. We're going to drop the anchor and back down on it. You know, he's a sport boat guy. You know, these sport boat guys, they are all about anchoring. And we did just like the old days. Sergio, you and I will, will remember the freelance uh-huh. days when
3: yep. you would
4: anchor. You would anchor. It was a standard operating procedure. You you anchored, you back down, and then you, you tried to get the school to build up underneath you. And that's exactly... What happened? I even put a shot of the screen on Facebook. Within 15 minutes, it were just wide open sandies, and you know, wide open, When I say wide open, like the old days with the migratory, but you know, most of these migratories were 12, 13, 14 inch fish. These were all, I'd say, 95 percent anyway, legal fish, up to two or three pounds. They were, they were quality fish. We didn't get any, you know, on the big eight pounders, but these boys. I mean, I just had a, a ball watching these boys and taking photographs and helping them get hooked up, hooked up, thinking of hooked up. You know, I was dropping a, a hook up bait down thirty feet deep and not even moving it. Sergio just letting it lay there and getting slammed by by a big. <laughs> yeah, so it's
3: reminiscent so- of, of the days where we used to go to the flats and. Um, just anything you threw out. In fact, I remember Twilights going out there, running out of bait. Uh, pick, you know how we always say, get the best bait? Well, geez, we were picking up anchovies off the, the, the deck that people had stepped on. Uh, we'd run out of that. I, I've gotten them with crazy stuff like uh, pickles and uh, hot dogs and, uh, let's see, a, yeah. <laughs> a piece of lettuce one time. Yeah, when they go crazy, they go crazy. It's not because they're hungry. Well, they but do. Yeah, it's not because they're hungry that, but that's because they're very territorial and they're they're in full spawn mode. So that's what it is. And it looks like that's what's happening in some of our local reefs. We don't have that migration. We talked about the albacore migration with uh, with uh, Steve, and you're probably having the same uh, changes. You know, with the albacore, uh, with, excuse me, with the bass and the barracuda, we, we're seeing them again. I think a lot of it has to do with Mexico and having, they're reaching their quotas of the bluefin tuna much, much sooner. And they're also finding mackerel and sardine to feed the tuna pens. Because when they don't find the mackerel and the sardine, they will wrap up anything they can. It goes through this uh, huge boat. I remember seeing the boat, and it just can't. It just everything comes up, and it gets chomped up, and they go and they drop it inside directly. And they don't care what it is. They feed them. I I will say
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. that uh, one of the issues uh, that they're having with when they do the sand bass and or whatever they wrap up that's not sardine or or mackerel is that the. The quality of the tuna drops because there is not enough fat content in in those two, so that's what's yeah. happening there. But anyway, yeah, you, you had a fantastic trip there, sheriff.
4: Yeah, we really did. We were back at the dock. We got a very early start. You know, we started in the gray. We left the dock in, in the gray, and uh, we were we were back in the harbor at ten o'clock. The boys were exhausted. We got we got them up at four o'clock in the morning, and uh, these are very young boys. You know, like seven to. 12, I think they were, and uh, so, yeah, we were back at the we uh, field dog by probably 10, 10, in the morning, and on the way home, we probably had, in a in two hours fishing, we easily had, uh, uh, didn't keep them all, of course, but we easily had 40 fan bass, but uh, it, it, it was good, and it is good, and I hope this continues for a while, Sergio, because, the, you know, the sport boats, uh, they they all came up to us, you know. They were coming to us because, of course, they've got side scanning sonars and they saw the jag of uh, sand bass under our boat, and they 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 got in there and got them going too. I mean, everybody had them going, so mm-hmm. it was it was it was like the old days, like the migratory days out in the mud there. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to get to our uh, television show for tomorrow. Before I do, I just wanted to say. You know, we are going to have breakfast this morning at Hot Off the Grill, Brookhurst and Warner. Uh, I thought, no, it's,
3: you know, it, no, no, it's, Mel, it's Mel's Diner, It's Mel's.
4: Oh, is it Mel's? Uh, it said Hot Off the Grill. I, I thought, thought it was Mel's, of-
3: yeah. I thought it's, it's Mel's. That's off of, what is it, uh, Brookhurst and Warner? Or Burchard? Bouchard? Yeah, Bouchard. It's Bouchard. Okay,
4: yeah. Mel's. Yeah, so Bouchard. come on, Mel's. Okay, we we hang saying. out
3: right there. Come have a—it's going to okay. be a quick breakfast for us because we got to go— we got to leave around one o'clock, and I got to pack and get ready for Morro Bay. So, but yeah, we'll definitely yeah, meet you right there. Yeah,
4: right on. Okay. Well, tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show. We're getting back to business here. Tomorrow's show is an excellent episode uh, featuring our friends at uh, Fishing Syndicate Custom Made Rods, and it's the fifth annual Fishing Syndicate Charter aboard the um, El Dorado from Long Beach Sport Fishing, co-skippered by T.J. Slick, and we went to um, uh, San Clemente Island. And this did a number on a variety of fish, calico bass, barracuda, Benita, sheep, pet, I wrote them down, huge white sea bass. That will air tomorrow, Sergio at eight thirty on, uh, Valley sports West again at nine on SoCal HD. Then Monday, Tuesday, and again, next Sunday at 8 AM. So it's a great episode. Um, got all of us to lease with us from fishing syndicate and a lot of pointers. And, uh, this great fishing and exciting episode. So, that's my report, Sergio. Oh, well, Jason,
3: I'll point to everybody when you watch the show. Though, we decided that we wanted on purpose to target calico bass. So, he brought out the he had a new line of bass rods that he was coming out with. He also had a brand new uh, jig stick, the the ninety J. So, we wanted to put that into action. It was it was a lot. A lot of the the people that work with him um, with Fishing Syndicate and we wanted to put these rods to the test. On bass, And that's exactly what we did. It was a lot of fun and uh, ep- epic, okay, on at San Clemente on, on the El Dorado. And the El Dorado, folks, is a great ship. In fact, we just got back on, uh, was it Tuesday morning, Ron? We'll we'll give you a report coming up. But even so, I mean, yesterday they got 31 bluefin. Okay, on the El Dorado. The El Dorado's catching some fish. And, um, and, it and happen. that was an overnight trip. And that's only an overnight. Wow. Yep. Okay, so wow. Uh, Jackson, wow. yeah, and um, let me ask you a question because I know Jonathan is listening to us and the people over at Lake Elsinore. When, yeah. do, you, when do you expect the new uh, Dream Extreme episode to come out?
4: Probably in two weeks. In two I'd like weeks. to say next Sunday, but I, I doubt that. But probably in two weeks. What's the day of the 6th? We'll shoot for the twentieth, Sergio. Excellent, a Dream Extreme Derby. Yeah, you bet. I'm
3: looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's you a lot. Good. That was a lot of fun to do, and you'll see Ron and Andrew and Tony, myself. Um, it was it was it was good. It was a good good trip, and yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, even Rhonda's exactly. there with Mike Howell, and they they fished as a team. They got. Did you see that stringer that 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 she had? That was impressive. Oh
4: yes, very yeah, impressive. Yeah.
3: Very impressive. You bet. And her pink rods. And her pink (laughs) rods. I love it. All right, Jackson, I will see you then. I'll see you then in in an hour or so over at Mel's Diner. And that's Fountain Valley? Valley? Is that considered Fountain Valley? That would be Fountain Valley, yes. uh Excellent. Yep. All right, see you there, Jackson. Okay, we'll
4: see you guys. Have a great weekend, everybody.
3: All Uh right. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, so um, let me see if I'm forgetting anything. Oh, no, I know what I wanted to talk about. Because something big happened on Thursday, and I can hear the music coming. So what we're going to do, uh, Steve, stay with me. I need you to refresh your short-term memory back to Thursday yeah. night, because I want to talk about Bill Shed, uh, president of AFCO, and the wonderful, the CEO of AFCO, and the wonderful um, honor that he received uh, on Thursday. Everybody, hang on tight. You're on Angels Radio. AM 830, KLAA, and we'll be right back.
4: Play a sad song.
6: There's too much pain in my heart.
1: Now that she's gone. So pour me another tequila.
0: Make it a killer. One more time.
1: Radio,
2: AM 830.
0: Angels Radio.
9: AMA 30.
3: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. Bring you back with a little more zeppin. I It sounded good before, Ron. I thought it would bring a little more. What do you think? You like I, I agree. Yeah. All right. Good, good. Hey, uh, one of the things I want to say before we keep going on the salt water, I just came across this in my head, Tony. And you know, uh, when you talk about Lake Elsinore, they say it's the city of Dream Extreme, right? Right. Best kept secret in, in California.
1: Well, the secret's getting out, but yeah. Yeah.
3: So when you talk to the lake, I'm going to give you a tagline. Uh-huh. Okay? But a tagline for the lake and fishing. So it has to do with fishing only.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Lake Elsinore. Structure and bite on. That's
1: okay. right.
3: That's the two things you need. Structure, Structure and, and bite, bite, on. bite on. S-B. S-B-O sounds bad. But <laughs> S-B sounds good. Okay? Structure and bite on. That's, that's going right. a, a, to be a, that's be a brand new thing. I love it. All right, so listen, we've been talking about all the local fish, and Ronald, you kind of killed your 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 fish report. Oh, but, that's okay. But I, I'm but, just, but let's talk about it. I mean, um, uh, you know, I mean, you don't have to go into super super detail where, but there's been some fish being caught. Give well, me some of the
6: highlights. Everywhere, everywhere, and I'm just everywhere is calico and sand bass. It seems to be. Um, it doesn't matter that water temp or anything. Channel Islands all the way in San Diego. It mm-hmm. is sandbass actually it's i mean and what's really cool to see is how many are being released so, you know you're talking about uh the boats that are releasing over 300 that's how many they're catching so uh you know you have Pier Point landing you know at pierpointlanding.net uh, city of long beach okay look at their sandbass count the mm-hmm. calico bound uh count the, the enterprise sandbass barracuda and calico bass it's just there are hundreds and then you get into long beach the same thing the victory, two hundred and fifty sand bass, and it just and a lot of barracuda. Yeah, it, and, it is and, amazing the amount keep of sand in bass. Mind,
3: and keep in mind, I'll say this, and I'm sure that Carson would agree. You know, you say two hundred and fifty, but that's because oh. the limit's been cut in half. If not, they would have had oh, absolutely five hundred fish. Okay? I was because... I was
6: reading where they released, uh, you know. Um,
3: oh my goodness! And keep in mind this other thing: back in the day, it was twelve inches. Now it's fourteen inches, and only five fish versus ten. Yeah. Okay, so um, um, really important. You're right. The local bass in in, in in this area, I would say Long Beach, has been simply off the hook, which brings to mind something that's happening here real shortly, and I wanna go ahead and, uh, and cue the, this guy up. He's gonna give us information on a particular trip. And you know what's funny? I, we, we went to SeaWorld, okay? And Jack and I were at SeaWorld, and we ran into Big Bird. I took a picture and I posted it. Ran into Big Bird. The real Big Bird. No, and two, Big Bird, say good morning. Hey, good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Ron. <laughs>
1: Tony,
3: Tony's in
4: there. Hey, good morning, Tony. Good
1: morning, Larry.
3: Okay, and of course, you got Steve Carson on the other side, too.
4: Hey, Larry. Uh, the Encyclopedia of sports Fishing.
3: Yeah. Well, listen, Larry, um, We and the reason I cued you, I think you were perfect for Ron's uh, uh, area that he's covering. You've got something going on that we will be participating in. you want to share with everybody?
4: Oh, man, this is going to be a good trip, Sergio. Um, so, Ron, what you were talking about, the sand bass and calico bass, the fight has just been so good and it, it reminds me of some of the old days with the migratory sand bass and and the barracuda that 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 makes up some of the best half day and three-quarter day sport fishing that you're you're ever going to see around here um so here's what we got this is the men west coast uh who is sponsored by you guys
3: Oh you guys God, being Angler Chronicles. Chronicles.
4: You, guys, <laughs> you, guys, you guys, Angler Chronicles, you help us so much, and we're so appreciative to what you do, uh, helping to put shoes on the, the feet of probably, oh, I think we're around twelve to 13,000 people a year right now. A uh, year, yeah. And uh, so anyways, all the, all the money for this fishing trip that I'm about to announce goes to buying shoes. Mm-hmm. And the trip is on the Enterprise, August twenty fourth. That's a Thursday. It's a limited load, thirty five people. With well, that, hold on a second. Days. The
3: Enterprise with only thirty five people,
6: yeah. a limited load would be seventy.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the Enterprise is one of the biggest platforms we yeah, got in Southern see. California. <laughs> they've
4: been, you know They've been putting fifty people a day on there.
3: Yeah. All right, only 30. Guys, pay attention. Wow. And you got Bass and Barracuda going off like crazy and you got a great couple of captains. I know Andy. What's the other what's the other captain's name? I never remember his name. But I know Andy is on the on the City of Long Beach. No, on the Enterprise. Oh. Do you remember the I'm other so Larry, you remember the the newer captain? I don't know. Andy's been around forever, yeah. um, but Andy will more than likely drive the boat. Um, but it's August twenty fourth. People get excited. Okay, I know Ron will be there. I'm going to try to be there. I'll be coming back from British Columbia, but I. Th- Think if I can make it, I'll be there. Um, uh, everything's for charity. You know, we, we we always, we try to do as much as we can with Angler Chronicles, but we need your help, guys. We really need your help. And if you haven't participated in any type of a shoe giveaway, you have an opportunity today. You can go today and put some shoes on kids in Anaheim. Okay, it's at a, church, it's a school. What's the address, Ron? Let me do uh, one more time. Uh,
6: 1926 uh, West Ball Road.
3: West Ball Road go and help put some shoes on kids feet so 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 important but like I said you know we have um, the enterprise it's a fishers and men trip it's simply uh, a great thing to do what's the price uh, Larry
4: the price is $110 per person mm-hmm. and for a limited load like we're doing that that's an incredibly good price uh, you know if the fishing continues like it has been this is gonna be an amazing day on the water and, Sergio, you guys, I, I don't know if you've talked about this this morning already, but did you see that there's
0: some Dorado already being caught?
4: In yeah, but I'm water? saving
3: it for the next guy. I can see him. He just I'm seeing him on the call here. And actually, you know what, Larry? You know this guy, so I'm going to keep you on the line. And I know he's calling me in from a sat phone. Can you hold on, Larry? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, listen, without further ado, the captain and owner... So, owner-operator of the El Dorado at a Long Beach sport fishing, Captain T.J. Schlick. Good morning, T.J. Dude, we had an awesome trip with you, bro.
10: Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we had a great trip on Monday. That was a, an excellent day and a half that we put together for everybody. You guys definitely put your time in at the rail and did the work and made me look good. So, thank you so much.
3: And, and you didn't yell at me too much
6: yeah he didn't yell no, at me could have but he didn't yell at me
3: no but when he saw me grab the larry he, he, and steve he saw me <laughs> grab my bass rod he goes no bass rod i didn't tell him what pound test until afterwards i was using oh, 12- we already we already
10: uh, knew sergio that's your 12 pound
3: stick <laughs> yeah it was not intention i thought it had 20 but it only had 12. but uh, tj <laughs> so listen you've got a, an unbelievable streak going here bluefin tuna folks Yellowtail. I mean, the yellowtail, my God, the quality of the yellowtail, Ron. These fish were 25 mm. and above. I had, we had a couple of fish over 30, easy. Yeah, I didn't get to weigh them. Okay, but listen, from experience. Okay. And then we picked up a 65 pound uh, yellowfin tuna that we taped it out. We don't know what the actual weight, <laughs> but it taped out around 64. <laughs> Something, right? Um, That was a good one.
10: Yeah, it was 64.5 is what it taped out at. So we rounded up and called it a 65 pounder.
3: Exactly, exactly. So, TJ, uh, what are you doing today? Where are you? Um, Right back where I left.
10: Um, We are sitting uh, here on the Tanner Bank this morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we came out here on Wednesday and it was just unfishable for us. So, weather came down. We're back out here again this morning. Already had some fish splashing around. We have not yet hooked any, but we've got some activity already in the water. We lost some water temperature um, due to the winds and the storm, mm-hmm. which you know is, is typical for you know our tides and our currents when they blow through like that. We tend to lose water temperature, so it's a little different than what it was a few days ago. But we're uh, high expectations here. We got a really good group on the boat here. We're out on a two-day trip, so mm-hmm. we're going to give the couple banks out here a good check, see, and you know give it a give it a whirl, but. I say we're uh, in in pursuit of the bluefin tuna and the yellowtail here this morning on the Santa
3: Bay. Well, listen, it was just simply. I just want to thank you because you know we do these Angler Chronicle trips, and you're so gracious. Uh, you put us on the right pe on the right uh, areas, and you know we we try to bring people who do not know how to fish, so that we can help them learn how to fish. And we had quite a few of those, and uh, we had a lot of firsts. We had. Two girls get their first fish ever on on the salt water. One was 14, one was 20. Uh, I believe it was Piper and Angelina. Okay, those were the two girls. And then we had a couple of the guys there that was in that family of 12. They had never caught one, and what was a surprise to watch the girls and this young kid, Chew on a heart. Now, I don't recommend it, but it's kind of cool when I see it, okay? And um, just to be in the whole family and you see the dads, the granddads, the faces when these kids caught their fish and, you know, your crew helping everybody, you coming down on deck. um, It's huge. And, TJ, you're running a very, very good operation. I'm glad you're back on the boat and you know you have now more of a vested interest now that you're an owner to make sure this operation runs well and smoothly and um yeah those uh, those people that think you're a rockfish bug yeah t- just show them the tuna all right and and my my lord was this a great uh, a great trip just simply an unbelievable trip and it's been like that i mean i'm, I'm looking at your facebook page yeah. and august 4th you had 31 bluefin tuna that was only an overnight Wow. Hey, you know. Yeah, I was
10: out, I was out yesterday. Like I say, we were behind the island, and, yeah. you know, we were out there with a couple other boats. And there were a couple of us that got stopped and did pretty well, and there were a few that drove around. So yesterday just happened to be a day that, you know, I, I did pretty well with uh, the uh, amount of fish that were in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were headed back there yesterday. We were going to go back to today for that. But the group on here opted to come to the outside. So that's where we're at now, you know, trying to not only give them the knowledge of what I
3: Oh, I, I hope we didn't. Okay, unfortunately, TJ, that's the problem with the sat phone. It just dropped. the hope he'll give us a call back. But that's uh, TJ Schlick. Oh, we got him back. Okay, you, you you're back there, TJ. I'm here. So okay, yeah, we we lost you for a second there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you, listen, phenomenal fishing. If you want to get on, get on now. Okay, don't wait because if you're gonna wait, then by the time you get on, you know, it won't be uh, the same type of fishing. The fishing is happening. Now. So you want to get a hold of Long Beach Sport Fishing. What's the phone number, Ron? I got gotcha. you.
6: No, you did not get me. Watch how fast I am. 562-432-8993. But book online, guys. That's the way to do it. It's painless and it works a lot.
3: And what's the what's the website? It'll book online. It's
6: uh, longbeachsportfishing.com.
3: Longbeachsportfishing.com. But listen, you got to get on these trips you're doing overnights day and a half and two day trips get on it tj i gotta go to commercial if you want to stay you can stay if not i know you're on a sap phone that's not it's pricey but um thank you for calling in my brother all
10: right we'll let you guys go have a great show but before
3: hey tj before you go say hello to larry
10: hey larry good morning
3: hey good morning there tj
4: go get them
10: yeah, let them know about the Dorado. It's up and coming, coming
3: uh, up the line. Yeah, you bet. Okay, when we come back, we'll uh, well, that was Thanks, TJ. CJ. El Dorado Sport Fishing out of Long Beach Sport Fishing. Get on that boat. When we come back, we'll we'll talk to Larry. We'll finish up, and we'll talk a little bit about Dorado. Why not? We'll go to Steve Carson and see what's going on there. Folks, Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be back.
2: Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit Carne de Teresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest.
7: I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Angels Radio.
6: AM 830.
3: Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30, K-L-A-A, and enter Larry Big Bird. There you are, Bird Big Bird. You even got your own entry song, Sandman. <laughs> All right. what's uh, Larry, so uh, let me just bring it back together here today. Big thing going on on Fishers of Men. We're uh, giving away shoes to the in our own backyard, folks. I love that. Back in the U.S., in Anaheim. For some very needy kids in the school district, Ron, you still have that address handy? Yeah, 1926 West Ball Road. West Ball Road. Anaheim. In Anaheim. Okay, so you're welcome at 815. And I think there's, they're setting up all the I saw photos. It looks it's already pretty set up, but 815, please, volunteer. We need you. Get there, and then the shoe giveaway and will follow. Park in the school Yeah, park lot. in the school parking lot, okay? And then the other thing is, on August 24th, we're going to be on the Enterprise you said 35 people is a limited load? 35 people only. Okay, only 35 people, and all the proceeds goes to buy shoes so that we can do the things like in Anaheim and then like the things in September when we head back to uh, the East Cape. All right, so, Larry, um, it's only $110, and, again, all the money goes there, and then you guys do raffles on the boat. I'm going to see if I can get uh, run one of the Angler Chronicle's um, uh, fishing syndicate rods donated, okay? And you can take it down there and raffle it off only for the people on the boat, how's that? It'll be one of the custom, deal, yeah.
4: Yeah, you hit on something that makes the trip extra fun is that everybody on board gets a really nice
0: t-shirt, mm-hmm.
4: okay? And then we have uh, a raffle. They're not not quite what we have at Taco Tuesday, but very similar.
0: And and that's a lot of
4: fun. Well, we but here's the thing:
3: on one the instead of one in a hundred, one in thirty-five, much better odds. We'll catch we'll get that rod. So anyway, Larry, hang on tight. I got another captain calling in right now from a sat phone. So you know, Larry, the old days of sat phones. We got to go to them first, okay? And here's another fishy, dude. Uh, my brother from another mother, younger brother, okay. <laughs> Captain Rick Scott from the Ocean Odyssey, who came out here on Thursday, and he picks a day that I can't go have dinner with him at Simply Fish. But, Ron, you got a chance to go there. So. Yes,
6: and your dad is delightful, and thank you very much. Your as dad always.
3: is delightful. I would have never you called your dad delightful, but that, that's very nice, no. Ron. That, no, nah. I would have called your dad a cool dude. All right, Rick Scott from the Ocean Odyssey. Good morning, sir.
8: Good morning. He was
3: a great dad, or he is a great dad. You know, always supported
8: anything we want to do on our sports or mm-hmm. uh, whatever fishing. You know, I was always a BMX racer. He supported that. My brother was a professional fisherman, bass fisherman, and he supported that. So whatever we wanted to do, he stood behind us. He was a, a great father. And my mother, when she was alive, she was also. Well, let me ask you: Does also. your
3: brother? Does your brother Chris come out here? Say that again. Does your brother come out here? I know he's uh, in Montana, right?
8: Yeah, he's living in Montana. Um, he is. He's coming out next week. But he, he doesn't fish much. He's got a thirty-two foot pursuit sitting mm-hmm. in the Dana Point Harbor. Which
3: well, I he's could really use, use any time. Well, anytime he wants it, you know, that way it doesn't get all salted. <laughs> we up. can keep it gassed up yeah. and ready to go. Yeah. Listen, one of the things what I would be really good if you could bring Chris in, maybe in the winter months before you hit going out to the turkey. Um, if Chris could come out, I mean, I'd have to have the two of you in studio. We could talk about all his fishing that he used to do and, you know, even we'll mixing your BMX. I mean, it's and the Ocean Odyssey. My God, it's our flagship in San Diego. Uh-huh.
8: Yeah, maybe we could do that, get
3: him to come in. And we'll bring your delightful dad. I like that. delight. So now he's you a, can a, a, You know what... Call he's, him Double D. He was awesome. He just Call him Stated. Double D, delightful yeah. dad. He's sure proud of his kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah No, he, he really is he's a, he's a good man. All right, so, uh, Rick, where are you today?
8: Well, I've got the anchor down. I've got the Eldorado sitting behind me with his anchor down.
3: So, <laughs> oh, you, you guess. Yeah, so it, well, yeah, it, uh, TJ actually called already, and he was telling yeah. us uh, that he, where he's at. Um, so it was great. I mean, last weekend, the same thing. We were on the El Dorado, and you were parked. I mean, and we were so relatively close that I was yelling and screaming from the top deck, and you guys were screaming back, so that was a good thing. And yeah. You had yeah. a, a lot of guys from Huntington Harbor Rod and Rio Club, Larry. Larry, say hello to Captain Rick. Hey, Captain Rick.
4: Morning, Larry.
10: Footballs
8: well, and
4: and uh, yeah, I I did catch that you're you're sitting off of uh, DJ's bow. Way to go, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
3: Well, it depends now, who roll. got there first, right?
8: Now, he, I let him sit up. We're actually on the side of him. Yeah. Kind of on his bow on the side, kind of you know the way the the mm-hmm. curve goes here. So we're off on the side, up in front of him, and
4: waiting for the fish to we show call, up again. We Hopefully, we're in a lot of different position Yeah. Okay. Rick is Rick is making excuses, but that's called being up
3: twelve. <laughs> well, let's not talk about that. It's a family show. <laughs> well, anyway, but listen, <laughs> let, let me let me go. And, and they're both family, okay? Both brothers there, TJ and Rick. Let me just say this, Rick. Um, I looked at your schedule, and it's pretty solid as far as bookings. But you had a few cancellations here and there. Um, what I would highly recommend uh, the the Ocean Odyssey, like the El Dorado, they're great platforms to fish off. Great services, great galleys. It's a complete, it's a complete. I mean, awesome trip. But if there's a trip that you like and it it's full, get on their waiting list because people do cancel last minute. Huh, Rick?
8: Yep, they do, and uh, as we've seen here in the coming up weeks we had sold out trips that now have one or two openings on them because people have backed out and you can uh, on the website when you log on to uh you go to the schedule you can start the meeting list right there online and not have to make a call to anybody or anything
3: Okay, well, I'm, I'm asking Ron if he can load it up. If Load up Ocean Odyssey, and we'll see what dates are open, and um, let us make sure people get there. Now, um, why don't you give out one thing I, I didn't ask TJ. What is the key tackle to have with you while Ron looks at that?
8: Um, the key tackle to have with you while we're fishing out here on the bank is 25 and 30 pounds. Of course, have some fluorocarbon. We were using very small hooks. Uh, number two number four hooks were working really good and uh a great attitude
3: all right i love it okay <laughs> what's the next uh, trip with an opening month? well
6: they actually have one on august 6 going out is um Tomorrow two night. and a half day you uh-huh. got one opening according to what's on here so all right
8: and after after that? That? Yeah, we had two yesterday
6: right so you got one opening which two and a half days <clears throat> on your boat let's go and what's the next one? And then the next that they have an opening is August twenty third. They actually have. A I'm in
3: Queen. I'm in. i Canada. I can't be there. So what's the next one? Next <laughs> uh, opening? yes, the <laughs> opening's on that boat. <laughs> Well,
6: <laughs> I didn't know I was looking for you. you hey, looking
3: for me and you. And then,
6: <laughs> and then September 19th, they have one opening. And September were...
3: 19th? Ah, oh, I'm, I'm in the East Cape yeah. for the tuna shootout. Okay, well, listen, I'll get on the boat in October for sure. We've got a trip. <laughs> so, okay. So, folks, go to com and you'll you'll find the information. And what's the phone number? Uh, Rick? 619-889-4535. All right. Well, listen. I know you're on the boat. I know you're on the sap phone. Go get them, Captain. Bring us a good uh, report. Remember, take photos. I'm loving the fact that you're posting up photos, and I can steal them and post them on Angular Chronicles. Got it. All right. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Hear that? I heard oh, I it. Heard I heard it. it yeah. So, Woo-hoo! so say hello to Tiny for me. Okay. I will. <laughs> he's six foot eight. Uh, he's, Tiny. He's taking a nap right now. Okay. okay. All right. Go get him, bud.
8: Uh, have a great day. We'll talk to everybody next
3: week. You got it, Captain Rick All right. Scott from uh-huh. the Ocean Odyssey. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey. All right. Well, let me, Larry. So, um, thanks for hanging out with us, dude. And um, we got uh, the shoe giveaway going on today. Uh, and then uh, we have the big shoe giveaway, the Casting for Souls events coming up on September 30th uh, down in the East Cape. We'll be there for that. And you have the Enterprise with a limited load of 35 in a wide open right now, sand bass and barracuda bite. I don't know yeah, why you wouldn't be there. And by the way, folks, it's just up front. I mean, you're not going to Catalina, it's yep. right there. So, within, uh, after you get bait, maybe an hour, you're, you're ready to roll. So, uh, that's good stuff. So, um, and Larry, where do they call to make a reservation on the Enterprise?
4: So, there's, there's a real easy way to find the phone number. I'm going to give it to you that it's hard to remember over the, over the radio here. Mm-hmm. Phone number is 714 329 3853. 3853. But you can go to com. Mm-hmm. look at their schedule, uh, the enterprise trip on the uh, August 24th. The phone number is right there. Visit the website. There's all kinds of great information there. Uh Third Deal, two more events real quick. We got the third Thursday of every month. Harbor Roddy Real Club meets at the yacht club in Huntington Harbor. Mm-hmm. And then we got Taco Tuesday with Angler Chronicles and Fishers of Men, the last Tuesday of every month. Mm -hmm. Occasionally it changes,
0: but that's well announced.
4: Yeah, and I'll
3: tell you what, I think it's going to change, unfortunately, uh, for October because we're all coming back from uh, the East Cape. So October 3rd may be tight, so we might push it to October 10th. Ron, let's work on that. And then in, let's see, in August, uh, it's on the 29th. We come back on the El Dorado in the morning, so we could technically make... Yeah, we'll find there. Uh, we do have a trip on the El Dorado leaving the 27th, but on the 29th, we back in the morning and we'll do Taco Tuesday on the 29th. Absolutely. All right, Larry. i got to shove you off, Captain.
4: Thank you so much. I'll see you for breakfast.
3: All right, see you at Mills, Mills buddy.
4: Diner, here we come.
3: You buy. All right, excellent. You're buying. <laughs> all right, I love it. Okay, well, listen, um, uh, what I want to do before we go too far, um, I've got to get uh steve carson steve carson had an unbelievable eight-day trip steve you got three minutes roll
5: well it was a six-day trip not an eight day we wish it was eight on the vagabond and uh so we rolled down all the way to the ridge hit the 13 for wide wide absolutely wide open yellowtail um easy limits on whatever you wanted to use, whether it was uh, surface iron, yo-yo iron, bait. Uh, I was playing a lot with the slow-pitch jigging, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we rolled a little further down to the 23, and it was wide-open yellowfin tuna. And, uh, again, whatever you wanted to use, whatever your favorite method was, it all worked. Um, again, I was playing with the slow-pitch jigging, and then we had to turn back around, head north, Stopped at a couple coastal spots for wide-open calico bass, and then finally ended up uh, kind of at a secret spot, kind of down on the Baja Coast for wide-open red, a.k.a. vermilion rockfish. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just about as much fishing as you could jam into a six-day trip. Next year, we're going to make it a seven-day trip on the Vagabond at the same time, uh, just uh, after the ICAST show. Uh, I don't know if you're coming to the iCast show or not. I know we always miss you when we go to that. I think next so. year,
3: well, I'm gonna, next year what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a little, little, bit of, little better planning. We're not gonna plan a, uh, we always plan, a, we always have a trip right there the week that's supposed to be, when we, and I need to be there. Okay, so we'll make it happen next, next year. Um, Carson, um, I know I'll need it fast, so what I do want is you, you had a really unusual catch uh, I want you to talk about that on that trip.
5: Well, I was playing with it the, with the, uh, the slow pitch jigging as much as possible. I wanted to catch as many different fish and different sizes as I could, and I got what first it felt kind of like a yellowtail, you know, just a, you know, I don't want to I don't want to dismiss a garden variety yellowtail, but it it felt like a garden variety yellowtail, you know, like maybe a fifteen pounder, and then it felt very heavy, but it stopped running around. I thought. Gosh, what happened? Did an octopus grab my yellowtail? I couldn't really tell. I was bringing it up and uh, could not believe what we saw. It was two matching, and yes, I did weigh them both, two matching 13-pound sheephead. That's a big sheephead. Um, So 26 pounds of sheephead, one on each end of the jig. They were fighting over right to the surface. And uh, we got a both. It was a pretty, pretty amazing catch on the slow-pitch jig. And, and relatively light tackle, what you would call a, you know, a 12-pound spinning outfit. Um, slow-pitch gear is a little bit different than, than actually uh, traditional gear, but uh, it was a great fight and truly an amazing, amazing catch. I did put a picture up on uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles. So you can see it just in case you don't believe
3: it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. A knife jig with uh, both ends with a hook, and there you go. All right, listen, we got to take a short break. When we come back, we'll, we'll finish it up and um, we'll talk a little bit more about both the trip that we had and then um, a lot of white sea bass up in hooks, and Ron will give you a little detail there. All right, folks. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM eight thirty K L A A, and we got a hurry. Run! I want to go have some coffee. Mel's Diner, folks in Fountain Valley. If you want to join us, we'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM eight
1: thirty. Looking
6: for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway, Michael's Sports Pub and Grill.
5: The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels
1: Radio,
6: AM 830.
3: Welcome back everybody to Angels Radio, AMA thirty K KLAA, and Ron, you wanna ask him, you ask him.
6: Mr. Carson, who is this?
3: That's Ozzy. Very
6: good. Mm-hmm. Very good. The vampire everybody eater. Everybody thinks it's Black Sabbath, it the, is not.
3: No, no, the vampire eater. Okay, yeah. so that's right. Okay, so anyway, um, you had a great trip on the Bagamon. So, listen, from six-day to half-day, everything's biting in Southern California. Ron, i mentioned to the boat, Team 57, which we love dearly. They always help us out. Right. They had a charter that they left Saturday, Fish Sunday, and they annihilated the ghost. They did. Limits. Limits for – now, these are three fish limits. For for all the guys at Team Fifty Seven on the New Hustler, Hustler on right Hooks. Hooks. So as you travel up north, there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff going on. So HooksLanding.com. Yeah. All right. So, and I think I think everybody gets the gist. Okay, they're fish biting everywhere. The typical fish it, are there.
6: What's really cool is it's the uh,
3: different fish that are biting. It's everything. It's yeah. not just. Uh, so you can pick and yeah. choose. All right. I know Dorado are coming, but the one thing I want to talk about before we go is uh, the Bill Shed uh, Memorial. Uh, not Memorial. Oh my gosh, the, the Bill Shed uh, Award. Uh, Steve, you want to start with it, and then I'll jump in.
5: Well, yeah. It was the Anthony Shea annual uh, award given by CCA, uh, Coastal Conservation Association, um, to Bill Shedd for a lifetime of achievement in, uh, you know. In conservation. The the, the owner of of AFCO, but gosh, I mean, does the guy even sleep um, between running a very successful uh, uh, company and just being active in, any any uh, facet of ocean conservation. He's there not only physically, but let's face it, financially is important, and he has funded so many things. Um, it, it's hard just to even enumerate it, but uh, well, well-deserved Lifetime Achievement Award.
3: Absolutely, and you know what? Um, extremely Christian man, so we love him to pieces, and then, um, I mean, I, I heard things I didn't know, and Katrina, he went he volunteered his time and was building homes. he has been to South America building homes. Not just sending money, not writing a check. He's actually doing it himself. And that's the type of guy that uh, Bill Shedd is. I have never heard anything negative about Bill. Okay? And he's always, always, always uh, involved with our oceans. And uh, huge on conservation. Not a preservationist. Conservation. So, also he is the... Uh, what do you call it? President uh, or chairman of the CCA, California State Board of Directors. So it's a big deal. And Anthony Hayes, uh, this conservation award they give it once a year. And believe me, this is a very well deserved legend, okay, uh, of the sport fishing world. Um, they started with uh, with guides, right? Roller guides. Am I right? After? Well,
5: yeah, that was actually one of those interesting things, Axelson. Fishing Tackle Company was uh, the original name of the company. And they, you're right, they were making roller guides. And in 1972, the original owner retired, and Bill Shedd bought it and changed the name from Axelson to American Fishing Tackle Corporation and uh, has been going forward ever since, making yeah. all kinds of additional products besides the roller guides.
3: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, and, uh, one of the nicest thing was... Um, uh, you know, Ben Secrest worked for him, and I, I saw he was there at the at the event with the twins. Uh, that's accurate, and he has nothing but fond, fond words to say about Bill. Okay, now he's moved on, but with the blessing of Bill. Uh, trying to get him higher and higher in, in, in his position. So Ben's very, very thankful, loves him to pieces. And the whole family is just good people. You know, Christy Shed, she she comes with us all the time. Forgive <coughs> me, excuse me. So uh, yeah, he, he it's just a wonderful family and a very, very, very well deserved award. People that may not know that his dad, why don't you tell him about dad in the SeaWorld? Carson.
5: Well, he's one of the founders of SeaWorld. Um, I <laughs> believe it or not, I was not around for for that particular beginning. I, I know that's hard for you to believe, Sergio, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, he was he was one of the key. People both, well, you
3: uh, were not around, the, in a sense, in the same town. But, uh, yeah, you were born. I mean, you, you and Ron. I was born. To, yeah, you, thank you very little. You and Ron were on Noah's Ark. I've always said you're on the trolling team with Noah's Ark. I think Larry was one of the other guys with you. We were in spots one and two. Yeah, you know, the only guys that precede you that walked around with Adam and Eve are the are are, are, are Ron and Don, who I know are listening, okay? Those are my Boracha brothers, okay? So those, those two were, I think, around with... Um, with abraham i know they were there with moses martin okay. and john yeah, what's that abraham martin and john <laughs> yeah so but anyway look it was a very 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 well deserved it was for cca the um coastal conservation association of southern california it's the only game in town folks to protect our fishing so when you get a chance uh become a member very important i want to thank personally jim hendricks Okay, for uh, the invite. In and We got to see such great people. I mean, Mike Lum. I saw the guys from Daiwa, the, Dai, the guys from um, Okuma. We had Accurate. We had, obviously, the AFCO family. Help me out here. We had quite a few captains there. Uh, we got to see Shea from Stoked on Fishing and Ali from Bloody Decks. Um, obviously, Ben was there. Oh, help me out, Steve. Who uh, who else am I missing here? Um. Oh gosh, I mean, really, every
5: table has the luminaries of uh, sport fishing in Southern California. I yeah. mean, uh, uh, in, in some cases, of course. In, in, Any time you're at an event like that, you haven't seen somebody for maybe for a couple of years, and of course, you immediately recognize them. But you know, your your brain is kind of swirling, needing some context. Like, who is that? Uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a high school reunion. You you recognize the face, but your brain is not clicking in. But every single table had somebody who's done something, you know, that you've heard of and maybe even that you participated in. Yeah. Well, it what's was, happening is... Uh, it it see, was a fun event.
3: So I'm right. Time's taking its toll. You guys were with Noah's Ark. And see, now you're <laughs> beginning to forget a few things. Now, Tony, why are. are you laughing? You're, you're, you're a decade younger than we are, but you're right behind us. So it's coming. <laughs> Okay, It is. And you know, I'm not going to say
6: anything at all because I get in trouble now. That's right. That's right. No more.
5: I I will say I haven't been to SeaWorld in a while. It has really changed if you haven't been there.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, it has. It's a lot bigger. A lot more commercial, too. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, listen, I, I think pretty much we've covered, you know, at least just ruffle the top of it um we had a great trip on the el dorado ron we've got we're going to morro bay we'll be fishing on the uh, black pearl okay and with lisa okay and it's going to be fantastic we're going to film that and then we get back on thursday we're on the victory and um it's good and i won't invite everybody but um your mom and agar and Tom, have a party next week at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not going to say where it's at, because we, we might have a mob like we have in New York.
1: That's right. It's okay. their 30th wedding anniversary. Uh,
3: so happy 30th, Agar and Tom. Okay. And uh, it's a lot of opportunities. A lot of opportunities to come fishing with us. How oh, is it some fun? Are you full on some fun? Yep, yeah, we're full there. Uh, the victory is sold out. Okay. <laughs> Then I'll be going to Queen Charlotte's. You're going to, have to do the Enterprise with uh, yeah. with Larry because I get I get in on the 24th, um, and then we go on the El Dorado again for a day and a half. We have Taco Tuesday, and then we have the Helena on the 31st. got openings on the Helena. There you go. There's the first time we have Helena on September 31st, the Thursday.
6: In case nobody's saying Dana Worf is taking off first. as well,
3: only taking ten or twelve.
6: We're taking take, the fifteen that we normally take.
3: How about we just take ten?
6: Okay, you got it. We'll make it a
3: basket again. It'll make it whatever trip. We'll only okay. take ten, and then you and me. Okay, how's that? you got it. All right, excellent. Twelve Love total. It. All right, we have uh, how much? M- how much time we have, uh, Ilani? We got about a minute and a half. Uh, Steve, any party words?
5: Uh yeah. Get off the couch. Go fishing. These are the good old days. If uh, if somebody's sitting around saying it's nothing like the good old days, their memory is shot. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> and um, also, when you're when you're rooting around in the garage and pulling that that dusty old rig out of the back, make sure you get fresh line.
3: Yeah, yeah. fresh line, absolutely. And you know what? Don't be shy. I mean. On the El Dorado, yeah, we're using 12. It was probably not the ideal, and I, I had to I do have to apologize. Don't
5: say we, don't say we, Sergio. Okay, you.
3: me. I I will apologize to Don Southern. Um, <laughs> I, I I had I had one on, and I go. actually, Ron goes, hey, give it to Don. <laughs> I said, okay, come here, Don, and I I hooked him and I uh-huh. handed it, and after I handed it to him, I said, oh, by the way, you're on 12 pound test. test, and he had a few words of. I can't repeat on the air for me. And I said, have some fun. And he did. He caught him. He landed him. It was a nice bluefin. All right. I will tell you this. The big one for me was, I would, I would guesstimate it at 40. Yep. And um, on 12 pounds. All right. Listen, we've got about 30 seconds left. So here's the thing. Go fishing. But above all, be kind to one another. The, the fights at the rail are not warranted. Okay? it's At the end of the day, like I told everybody on that boat, it's just a fish. So be kind. Be kind to one another. I mean, I I, I saw Ron right off the bat lose a quarter of the spool of line, and yet he took it in stride. You, you, you just be kind to one another. Okay? So Angler Chronicles, we're heading up tomorrow, May. We love you. Go fishing. And like we say, America, we love you. We'll see you next week.
2: Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country.
3: We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.